This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchem Abom, welcome everyone to today's Shir, Parshas Chukas. Bruchem Abom to the Kolel Agra de Perko. Thanks everyone for joining. Uh, before we begin, a special announcement. Um, Bez Hashem, we hope to be visiting um, Kivrei Tzadikim in uh, the July 4th weekend, going to Bratislava, Hungary, Ukraine, Belarus. If anybody would like to join us, um, please contact us. You could go to our website, rabbidg.com, and the uh, information, the brochure and itinerary is printed. We have a very nice group going. Uh, if anybody would like to join, um, I'm sure it will be a very enjoyable and memorable experience. Okay, now, Parshas Chukas. We read about the unfortunate occurrence of the Petira of Aroin Akoyen, and the Pasuk says, Perek Chof, um, Pasuk Choftes, Vayiru Kol the congregation saw, Kigava Aharon, Vayivku Es Aharon Shloishim Yoim, and they cried for Aaron for 30 days, Kol Beis Yisrael, the entire house of Israel. And, Vayishmah Kanani Melech Aaron, Yoshev Haneget, the Kenanim, the king of Arad, who live in the south, they heard, Kiba Yisrael, that Israel was coming, Derech Asarim, by the road of the Asarim, by Yilochem be Yisrael, and they fought against Israel, by So what exactly did the Kenani hear? What exactly did they find out about it? So the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, they heard that Aaron died, and the Anani HaKavod left. Well, how did they hear about that? Uh, pardon me, are yeah. you going to show, display the Meyer Mekomas on Zoom? Yes, do you see them? I don't see them. Uh, yes. Okay. No, you see it now? Yes, I see it, thank you. Okay, so yeah. So, um, the Pasuk says that the Kenani heard that Aaron died, and that's certainly of note. How did they hear that Aaron died? What does it mean, Derech HaAsarim? The word Asarim does not have a uh, parallel in the entirety of the Chumash. Asarim sounds like an Aramaic word, Asra, a place. So how did the Kenani hear that Aaron died? What does the Pasuk mean, Derech HaAsarim, by way of the place? These are unusual, uh, this is an unusual expression. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Tainis that Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda said, this is a Gemara in Tainis Davtes, Shloisha Parnosim Toivim Amdul Yisrael. Three good supporters stood up for the Jewish people. Three suppliers, Elohein, these are them. Moshe, Ve'aharoin, O Miriam. Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. And Vigimal Matanas Tovis, Nitno Al Yadam, three good gifts were given through them, and they are the Be'er, the Cloud, and the Mun. The Be'er was in the Zchus of Miriam, the Anun was in the Zchus of Aaron, and the Mun was in the Zchus of Moshe. Miriam died. Now, when did Miriam die? Miriam died in this week's parish as well. What day of the year did Miriam die? Chazal say that Miriam died on Yud Nisan. That's one of the reasons we don't celebrate Shabbos Hagadol specifically on Yud Nisan, 
because it's the Petira of Miriam. And when she died, Nistalku Habe'er. The well departed, like the Pasuk says, Vatamas Sham Miriam, Mayim However, it reverted back in the Zchus of Moshe and Aaron. Aaron died, Nistalku Anane like the Pasuk says. And this is like the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Andaf Gimel. This is a Gemara in Tainus and Tess. Ma Shmua Shama. What does it mean by Yishma Haknani Melech Harod? What did they hear? Shama Shemes Aaron. They heard that Aaron died. V'nestalku Anani Akavod. Because Sovereign Nitnolay Rishus Lilacham Yisrael. They figured, okay, now we can attack. If Aaron died and the protection is gone and the security is gone, they can attack. V'hainu D'chsev. V'yiru Kol Ha'eda. Kigava Aaron. Amar Rabbi don't read it, they saw, but rather, they feared. Like Rish Lakish Darshan. Like Rish Lakish Darshan. Ki serves uh, four languages. Ki can mean four things. E, if, Dilma, maybe, Ella, but, that. So they heard that Aaron died. Look in the Pasuk. We could read it, not Vayiru Kala'ida, the nation saw Kigava Aaron, but rather Vayiru, they were afraid. Ki, because Aaron died. So this is a, a new reading of the Pasuk. Not the people saw that Aaron died. The people were afraid because Aaron died and they lost their protection. But the Gemara says, Chazu Shneem Bishosmaisha, the Be'er. And the Anani HaKavid reverted in the merit of Moshe. Meis Moshe Nistalku Kulan. When Moshe Rabbeinu died, they all left. This is the meaning of the Pasuk. Ve'achid eshloishas harayim b'yarech echad. And I removed all three, I removed uh, all three shepherds in one month. The Gemara says, in one month they left, but Miriam died in Nisan, Aaron and Av, Moshe and Adar. But rather, when Moshe died, they lost all three gifts, and it was like they all died in one month. Okay, so from here we learn that the Anani HaKavad was in the Schos of Aaron, and we're going to try to investigate that, explore that. Why were the clouds in the merit of Aaron? What merit did Aaron have that in his Schos he provided us with clouds? Rabbi Shulay Diskin wonders, what does it mean, Derech HaAsarim? by way of the Asarim. Rashi says, and, and um, Targum Yainasan, they say they're Pshat. However, Rabbi Shuleib Diskin himself suggested that the word Asarim is an Aramaic word from the Lashon of Asra. And Asra means a place, a settlement, in a settled area. How did the Kananim hear that Aaron died? The answer is, when the Ananiya Kavod was around, the Ananiya Kavod had the feature that it leveled the ground, it lifted up, it elevated the deep places, and it lowered the mountains. Like the Medr says, it flattened, the, the Ananiya Kavod flattened the mountains, and the Ananiya Kavod lifted up the 
uh, grooves and the uh, depressions in the land. And therefore, the Kalah Yisrael did not have to travel through settled areas. They could walk right through mountains and travel right through lowlands. They, the Kalah Yisrael never had to travel in a settled area. However, when Aaron HaKoyin died and the Anani HaKoyin left, they had to go, now Darach HaAsarim. What does Darach HaAsarim mean? It means they had to travel through settled areas, conquered areas, paved, er- er- paved areas. And, Kla- and the nations of the world asked, what's going on? Why are Klai so changing their course? Why are they altering the way they usually travel? And they investigated, why were the Anani HaKoyin Nistalik? And they uh, discovered that Aaron HaKoyin died, and they have no Anani HaKoyin. So that's how the Kananim heard that Aaron died, because now Klal Yisrael is suddenly traveling, Derech HaAsarim, they're traveling by way of the settled areas. Okay, very good. Now, now this has very interesting ramifications, the first being the Zmiros for Shabbos. One of the Zmiros that we sing, which is of ancient origin, and it appears in the Machzor Vitri, written by somebody by the name of Moshe, is, Kol Then we say, in the Zmiros, Hamiyacharim lotzeis min ha-shahabos, umimaharim lavoi. We say, that those who delay and tarry leaving the Shabbos and those who take in the Shabbos early. And the obvious question here is, it's out of order. It should say, Right? That would have been the uh, more natural way. We say those who bring in the Shabbos early and let it out late. Why do we first talk about and then well, I'm going to tell you two versions of this Dvar Torah. One seems to be a little bit more correct than the other. Let's go with the more popular one first, and then we'll do what I think might be the more correct one. And that is in the many Svarim bring down, it's quoted in the Sefer Yiture Torah as well, that on the Pasuk Vayishma HaKnani, the Knani heard that Aaron died and the Anani HaKavayid left. Very interesting. What's the reason why we have Toisefa Shabbos? There is an opinion, and the this is Mashma in the Mechilta, that Toisefa Shabbos existed um, did not exist in Mara. In other words, in Mara they kept the Shabbos. But Zachar and Shamar, Zachar Milafana, Vishamar Me'acharav, that it was something that they were Makabal on Sinai. Now, what's the reason for Tosefa Shabbos? The Medrash Rabbah says that a human being cannot be precise with time. Nobody knows exactly what time it is, and therefore you always have to add Mechoyel ala Kodesh. You always have to extend the Shabbos. I remember I was once a rub in a shul, and they had an atomic clock in the shul, and the atomic clock was always two and a half minutes off. So even when you have an atomic naval clock, it's also pretty off. So even, uh, there's a lot of human error when it comes to time. 
Nobody knows exactly when a Shabbos starts and when a Shabbos ends. That's why we need Tosef Shabbos. Except for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it says about Hashem, It looks like God completes His work on the seventh day, when in fact, He certainly completes it before the Shabbos, but that's just how it appears. Now, from here we see that Tosef Shabbos is a halacha, that the Torah is mechadesh midin safek. In other words, the medrash is masha. The reason for Tosef Shabbos is uh, misafik. You know, you never know when Shabbos starts. You never know when it ends. So, in doubt, you need to be cautious. By the way, this is not like the Ran in Masech The Ran in Masech Tabeah and Daflamid says that if the Torah is mitzaveh on Tosef Shabbos, you need to add on to Shabbos aside from what we are masupik about. There's a din of Tosefes on top of what we're masupik about. But anyway, one understanding, one way to understand Tosef Shabbos is uh, because of Suffolk, you don't know exactly when Shabbos begins and when Shabbos ends. Now, when Kal Yisrael were in the Midbar, they knew exactly when Shabbos began and they knew exactly when Shabbos ended. Because in the nighttime the Amud Eish came, and in the morning, the Anan, Anane HaKavit came. So they knew the night, they knew exactly when Shabbos came, when the Anane HaKavit left. And the Anan Eish came, they knew Shabbos started. And when the Anan, e, when the Anan HaKavit left, and the Anan Eish came, they knew Shabbos was over. So, so long as they were in the Midbar, they didn't need to do Toysef Shabbos. They understood from the Ananei HaKavod when Shabbos began and when Shabbos ended. Now we know as the Gemara and Masech taught us, so, so long as Aaron was alive, we had Ananei HaKavod. However, says the Iturei Torah, there is a tradition that Aaron HaKoyen was Nifter on Shabbos. Now he concedes that there is no Makar for such a tradition. I personally never heard of such a thing. It's not brought in any safer that Aaron HaKoyen died on Shabbos. But for the, for the purposes of this Dvar Torah, he says that um, the Svarim bring down Aaron HaKoyen died on Shabbos. So in that case, on the last Shabbos of Aaron's life, they knew, which is the first time Tosef Shabbos would play a role, because so long as Aaron was alive, there was no Indian of Tosef Shabbos. They knew exactly when it began and when it ended. So they didn't need to do Mimaharin Lavoy Ela Shabbos because they knew exactly when Shabbos came, namely when the Ananiya Kavit left. But they need to, needed to do Ma'acharin Lotzeis. They needed to delay the going out of the Shabbos. So since the first time Toysefa Shabbos was kept was when Aaron Akoin passed away, and that first time it was Hamacharim Lotzeis Min HaShabbos. And only then it was Umimaharin Lavoy. So therefore, the Zemer preserved for all time the order in which Toshav Shabbos was observed, namely, Now what's slightly questionable about this version is that there is no tradition, not in the Tanakh, not in the entire Bavli, Yushalmi, Sifra, Sifri, Mechilta, or any of the Sifrei Kodesh that Aaron HaKoyin passed away on Shabbos. So it's a very nice Dvar Torah, but there doesn't seem to be such a, a, a clear makar that Aaron HaKoyim passed away on Shabbos. However, I once saw, a, uh, I think, an updated version of this Dvar Torah that is more Oila Aladas. In the Sefer Oirois HaShabbos, of Rabbi Shloyma Halevi 
Varman, who resided in Kew Garden Hills, was a Talmud Muvak of Rav Lazar Silver. He wrote many volumes, Sheiris Yosef. He brings down from Rav Pinchas Karatzer. Rav Pinchas Karatzer was born in 1728, was Nifter in 1791. He was a Talmud Chaver of the Baal Shem Tov. I had a schus to be at his Kever. What are you showing me, Tzvi? There are Pinchas Karatzer. It's I'm number. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Reb Pinchas Karzer says as follows. So long as there was Amud Anon in the Midbar, there was no need for Tosef Shabbos. However, when Aaron HaKoyin died, when Aaron HaKoyin was Nifter, the Anani HaKoyin left. However, however, the Anani HaKoyin came back in the merit of Moshe. So even that first Shabbos that Aaron died... There was no Ma'achar in Lotzeis because they still had the Ananiah covered in the merit of Moshe. Ah! Oh. However, when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on Zion Adar, then they no longer had the Ananiah covered. Now, when did Moshe Rabbeinu pass away? Ah! Oh. Moshe Rabbeinu, we know he passed away on Shabbos. One of the reasons we say Tzidkascha by Mincha is Moshe, Yosef, and David were Nifter toward the end of Shabbos. So Moshe was Nifter on Shabbos. The first Tosef Shabbos was Ma'acharin Lotzeis Min Shabbos, and only followed by Umimaharin Lavoi, and that would explain the Zemer Ma'acharin Lotzeis Min Shabbos Umimaharin Lavoi. Okay, Gavaldik, Gavaldik. Now <coughs> comes the. I want to tell you over a Ravino Chananel and a Ravionis and Ibishitz. And it seems to be a contradiction to this Rav Pinchas Karatzer. This is an amazing Rabbeinu Chananel. Also, I, I had this chus to hear this Rabbeinu Chananel from Rav Shloima Halevi Varman personally. And the Rabbeinu Chananel is quoted by Rabbeinu Bechayi in Parshas Boy. I heard on this Shabbos from Rav Asher Weiss Shlita, and it's supposed to uh, be with him at the Shabbos Suda. And he brought that the Rishonim, when they quote Rabbeinu Hananel, they say that Rabbeinu Hananel's words are very special, Shukol Devarov Divrei Kabbalahim. All of his words are words of tradition, which is requires understanding. What does it mean all the words of Rabbeinu Hananel are words of tradition? The words of all the Rishonim, they had a tradition from their Rabbeim. But apparently Rabbeinu Hananel had an extra dose of Mesoirah and an extra dose of tradition. And he brings down, Rabbeinu Hananel says, that the main way to establish the calendar is Alpi Cheshboin and not Alpi That's a very big Chedosh. Because one would have thought that the main way to establish the months would be Alpi Ri'iyah, based on the testimony of witnesses. No, says Rabbi Nechanana. The main way to establish the months is Alpi Cheshbon, based on calculation. Says Rabbi Nechanana, I'll bring you a proof that the main way to do it is Alpi because the 40 years Klal Yisrael were in the Midbar and the Anane HaKavod 
covered them during the day and the Amorish in the night, they couldn't see the sun, they couldn't see the moon. So they couldn't see the moon. How could they be Mekadesh the Chodesh? There's no Kedesh HaChodesh in the Midbar for 40 years. Says Rabbeinu Chananel, this demonstrates that the Iker and primary way to establish the calendar is based on calculation and not based on Re'iyah. And the Navi says, the Navi, uh, the, it says in Nehemiah, that for 40 years, the Anani HaKovei did not depart from the Jewish people, so how could they be Mekadesh and Koivea the Chodesh Alpi Re'iyah? It must be the Iker Mitzvah is Alpi Cheshbain and not Alpi Re'iyah. That's a major Chodesh of Rabbi Rechananel. That the Anani HaKovei were so thick and were so dense that they were not able to see the new moon, and the way they were Mekadesh, the Chodesh, was Alpi Cheshbain and not Alpi Re'iyah. Ooh. So comes Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz and he says something remarkable. We know the Mishnah says in Masech the Tainus, Loi hoyu yomim li Yisrael kechamisha asar ba'av uchiyam akipurim. There were no more happy days for the Jewish people than the 15th of Av and on Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, Bishlama Yom Kippur, I understand. It's a day of slicha and mechila. It's a day that the second luchais were given to us. However, what was so special about Tubav? And the Gemara gives a number of interpretations, one of them being that every year, because of the Chet HaMaraglim, the Jewish people on Tisha B'Av would dig their graves, they would lie and sleep in their graves, and in the morning, 15,000 Jews remained dead, a Baskal would cry out, he badlu and the rest of the Jewish people would get up and come out of their graves. Until the, fi- the final year, their 40th year, only 15,000 Jews left, and they dug their grave, and lo and behold, they woke up in the morning. And then they figured, you know, where am I? Am I alive? Am I dead? Am I in Olam Hazeh? Am I in Olam Haba? Maybe they miscalculated the Cheshvayn, maybe they miscalculated the month, the date, so they went to sleep again in their grave, and Nachamal, they woke up in the morning, and they woke up the next day, until finally they saw the full moon, and they realized, certainly Tisha B'Av has passed, it's now mid-month, and they realized that the Gzeira had been rescinded. Well, Marv Rabbi asks Rabbi Yonis Rabbeinu Chananel says in the Midbar, they couldn't be Mekadesh the month, because they couldn't see the new moon. So what does, what do Chazal mean that they dug their graves and they looked up into the sky and they saw the full moon and they realized Tisha B'Av has passed, but they can't see the moon in the Midbar. I thought Rabbi Nochananel says in the Midbar they were Makadesh the new month based on Cheshvayn, uh, not based on Re'iyah. How could they see the new moon? Ooh, says Rabbi Yonis the Gemara says that when Aaron HaKoyin passed away, the Anani HaKovid left. Oh, the Anani HaKovid left. When did Aaron HaKoyin die? In which year of the Jewish people's traversing the Midbar did Aaron HaKoyin die? He died in the 40th year. When, what date did Aaron HaKoyin die? He died Rosh Chodesh Av. In the 40th year Rosh Chodesh Av, the Anani HaKovid left. So that month, there were no Anani HaKovid. 
So they were able to look up at the sky and see the full moon and realize that it was, the Tishabav had passed and it was mid-month. I, what do you mean they couldn't see the moon because they were Mekadesh al No! When Aaron and Ananiya Kavid left, they were able to look straight up into the sky. Now, this is a direct contradiction to Rapinchas Karatzer. Because Rapinchas Karatzer says, the why in Zmira is do we say Hamaacharin Lotzeis Min Hashabos Mamarin Lavai? Because as soon as Aaron Akoyin died, the Anani Akoyin came back in the merit of Moshe, and they didn't leave. The Anani Akoyin didn't leave until Moshe Rabbeinu died on Zayin Adar. So really, there was no hefsek in between the death of Aaron and the Anani Akoyin's return in the merit of Moshe. So. Rabbi Yonason Ibishitz is saying that's not, not the case. That the Anane Akavai left and remained gone um, certainly until the 15th of the month so that the Jewish people understood and were able to see that Tishabab has passed and the Gezerah had been rescinded. So it's very hard to reconcile Rabbi Pinchas Karatzer who says that the Anane Akavai came back in the merit of Moshe Immediately, apparently, immediate enough that it was there the very next Shabbos and it remained with them until Moshe Rabbeinu died. But according to Abdenis and Ibishit, in the month of Av that Aaron Akoyim passed away, there was no Anani Akavit. I want to share with you a few thoughts based on this Rabbeinu Hananel. That when the Jewish people were in the Midbar, they could not see the new moon, and therefore they Merkadesh Alpi Cheshboin and not Alpi Re'iyah. I want to share with you a Yushalmi. The Yushalmi in Masech Rosh Hashanah, Perak Dalet Halacha Ches, says, by the Karbonois of all the Yamim Toivim, it says, Chet, Ve'asisem Si'ir Izim Lechatas, and on Shavuos it does not say Chet. Why? Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on Shavuot, since you're makabal upon yourself, the yoke of Torah, I consider it as if you never sinned in your life. And the Karban there says, every Shavuot will makabal the Torah anew. It's very interesting. By the Karbanas of all the Yom and Tovim, it says the Seirism is for Achatas, except for by the Karbanas of Shavuot, where the Almighty says, since you're Mechabal the Torah, I consider it as if you never sinned and therefore you don't need a carbon chatas. Question number one. That might be true by the Karbanas of Parshas Pinchas. But in the Karbanas of Torah's Koyanim in Parshas Emar, there it says chatas by all the Karbanas, including the Karbanas of Shavuos. So it's somewhat of a stira. Granted by Parshas Pinchas, by the Karbanos of Shavuos, it doesn't say Chatas. But in Parshas Emar, by the Karbanos of Shavuos, it does say Chatas. Question number two. Since when does Shavuos have anything to do with Kabbalah Satayra? Shavuos doesn't have anything to do with Kabbalah Satayra. We know Shavuos in the Chumash is not described as Yoy Matan Torah. Because the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Shavuos could be the 5th of Sivan, the 6th of Sivan, or the 7th of Sivan. And we hold the, the Torah is given on the 6th of Sivan. 
So from this Gemara we see that for all the years they were Mekadesh, the new month, based on Re'iyah, Shavuos had nothing to do with Matan Taira. So how could the Yushalmi say that the Karban of Shavuos, it doesn't say Chait, since we're Mekabal the Taira, we're not always Mekabal the Taira on Shavuos. Says Rab Shloima Halevi Varman, Zechorin Levracha, one question answers the other. You're right. So long as we're Mekadesh, the new month, based on Re'iyah, Shavuos has nothing to do with Kabbal Satayra. But as long as we're Mekadesh, the new month, based on Cheshbain, Shavuos will always fall out on Vav Sivan, the day of Kabbal Satayra. Now, there's an amazing Gemara Menachis. The Gemara says on Daf Memhe, any carbon spoken about in Bamidbar was brought in the desert. Any carbon spoken about in Taras Kaihanim was brought for all time. Ah, says Reb Vorman. The carbonos of Emar are the carbonos of laws of all time, not in the Midbar. So when we were in Eretz Yisrael, they were Mekadesh, the new moon, based on Riyah. They were Mekadesh based on Riyah, so Shavuos is not Matan Torah. So if Shavuos is not Matan Torah, it says Chatos by the Karbanos in Parshas Emar. Because we're not Mekabal the Torah on Shavuos. Shavuos got nothing to do with Kabbalah's HaTorah. Because Shavuos could come out on the 5th, the 6th, or the 7th. And in most years, Shavuos was not Yoy Matan Torah. And therefore it says Chatos by the Karbanos of Shavuos. But not the Karbanos in Bamidbar, not the Karbanos in Pinchas. The Gemara Menachah says the Karbanos in Pinchas were the Karbanos brought in the Midbar. Karbanos brought in the Midbar were at a time that were Mekadesh the month based on, che, on Cheshboin. Like Rabbi Nochananel says, if we're Mekadesh a new month based on Cheshboin, Shavuos will always be the Yom of Kabbalah Satayra. So if it's the Yom of Kabbalah Satayra, it doesn't say Chatos. Because since we're Mekabel the Torah, Hashem considers it as if we never sinned. So this little fact of Rabbeinu Hananel, that so long as we were in the Midbar, we were Mekadesh, the new month, based on Cheshvayin, explains a discrepancy between Parshas Emar and Parshas Pinchas. Okay. Here we go. Here's another interesting ramification. So far, so good? Everyone good so far? Okay. I have one thumbs up. Okay. And one, a half, and another half a thumbs up. So out of 20 people, one and a half people like what's going on over here. Everyone else, I assume, loves what's going on. Fine, I'll take it as that. I'll assume that the people who I don't see them, they're giving me two thumbs up. Rabbi Sral Maskowitz, he raises his hand. <laughs> is that a thumbs up or that's a, a question? I don't know how to do the thumbs up, so that's close enough. Okay, very good. And Rabbi Yaakov's giving me a big smile. That's, that's also good. I'll take that. Fine. Okay. Another ramification of this Rabbi Nechanan El Shita that um, in the Midbar, an interesting thing about Bamidbar. We're, we're reading now Parshas Bamidbar. Anybody know how Sefer Bamidbar opens up? What date? It starts the first day of the second month. Interestingly, Bahaloischa, which is the parasha of Pesach Sheni, 
speaks about the first month of the year, Nisan. So, Toysus is bothered, why does Bamidbar begin in Iyar and then go back to Nisan? And basically, Toysus says that Bamidbar is out of order. It starts with Iyar in Parshas Bamidbar, it goes to Nisan in Parshas Bahaloischa. And the reason why it's not in order is because the Torah does not want to begin the Sefer with uh, Pesach Sheni, because for 40 years in the desert, Kaiso were not makr of the Karim Pesach, except for in uh, year two. And that's it. So it doesn't want to begin the Sefer, Begenusan Shal Yisrael, so it starts off out of order, namely it starts off the Sefer in the second month. And Toysus is bothered. In fact, why didn't they bring a carbon Pesach for the 40 years? Why didn't they? And in the Sefer Zera Avram, he brings an amazing Chiddush. That there's a din in the Mechilta about the carbon Pesach, Vayikra Moshe L'cholzikne Yisrael. From here we learn that Moshe Rabbeinu made a Bezdin. And from there we see that an ingredient in bringing the carbon Pesach is you can only bring the Karim Pesach if you were Mekadesh that month, Alpi Re'iya, and not Alpi Cheshben. A Karim Pesach you can only bring Alpi Re'iya, not Alpi Cheshben. If that month was sanctified based on Cheshben, you can't bring the Karim Pesach. Ooh, says the Zara Avram, based on Rabbeinu Hanana, then the Midbar, they were not Mekadesh al because they couldn't see the month, the new moon, because the cloud covered it, so they weren't Makar of the Pesach. So that's why they, they couldn't be Makar of the Pesach, because you're not Makar of the Pesach, unless you're Mekadesh al Now, how were they Makar of the Pesach in year two? He doesn't explain. By the way, similarly, Chazal say that before Ezra went up in the times of the Bayesheni, they also were not Makar of the Karm Pesach. Why not? He says, because it could be they were not Makadesh al until Ezra got up. So therefore, they couldn't be Makar of the Karm Pesach either. Now, Chazanish is uh, troubled, so then they didn't know when it was day and they didn't know when it was light. Is that what it means? Was it pitch black? Did the cloud completely blot out the light of the sun and the light of the moon? So the Chazanish says no. It doesn't mean they couldn't see it at all. It just means that there, they could not be Mekadesh Levana, Mekadesh Chodesh, through the clouds or through this prism, but it doesn't mean they didn't know at all when the, light, when the day was and when the light was and when the night was. I want to speak a little bit about the phenomenon on the, of the Anani HaKavayd and a very interesting dimension to the Anani HaKavayd. The Pasuk says in the beginning of the parsha, you have a Chumash on you? Let's see, give me a second, let me get a Chumash. Parshas Chukas. The verse says, 
You're going to give it to El Azar. So you give it to El Azar, and he takes it outside of three Machanais, and he shechs it. But who do you shecht it? Lefanov. So Rashi says, Zar shaychet, anyone could shecht the paraduma, the Elazar raya, and Elazar has to see. Fine. Now I understand the first mitzvah, that a Zar could shecht it, you don't need a coin to shecht it, but what does it mean Elazar sees? There's a din that you need a coin to be a mashgiach over the paraduma? What's this din? Lefanov. So look in the Targum Yonis HaMenuziah. You give it to Elazar the Sagan Koyin. He takes it out of the camp. He arranges chips of fig wood. And another Koyin shakes it in both Simonim. Kimishar b'iran, v'yiv dekinai b'tmane sri trefan. Another koyen shechsed in front of him, in both simanim, like other animals, and. Elazar checks it for the 18 trefois. Now, we know whenever you shecht an animal, you check the 18 trefois. But could you tra- check the 18 trefois of a paraduma? There is an opinion that when it comes to paraduma, you cannot check it for 18 trefois because by doing so, you're going to be removing avarim, and if you remove avarim, the paraduma will not be tamima anymore. So there are Opinions that you do not, while other animals you do check the 18 trefois, when it comes to paraduma you do not check the 18 trefois because you rely on roiv, otherwise the paraduma will not be shalem, it will not be tamim. However, the mefarish on Targum Yonis and says, Targum Yonis and seems to be siding with the opinion that you do in fact check the 18 trefois of the paraduma. Now there is an amazing brisa. The brisa is the, called the brisa of Melechas Hamishkan, and the brisa says Reb Shimon ben Yosi Oimer for forty years at Kaliso in the Midbar, nobody needed moonlight, nobody needed sunlight. When the clouds turned red, they knew it was Shkia Sachama. When the clouds turned white, they knew it was Neitzachama. And this light, the light of the Anan Eyakavayt, the light of the Anan Eish and Anan Yoimam, was so powerful, it was like X-ray vision. They could gaze into a barrel, know what's inside of it. The Tafiach. They could look in a jug and v'yadeh ma'ashe b'soychai. Mebnei anan ha'shechina. Shebeneim. Shenemar ki anan ha'shem ala mishkon yoyman ve'eshti alay lo boy. Le'enei kobe Yisrael b'chol ma'aseyem. 
And by the way, even in the future, it will be like this. And it says, So the Bryce is teaching us that the light of the Anani Akod was so penetrating, it was like Superman. You, you could see through the walls. You could see through a jug. You could see through anything. There was no interference when it came to the light of the Ananiya Kavit. In fact, Toysus Masech the Shabbos brings that on the Menorah, the Gemara asks, that, does Hashem need the light of the Menorah? But for 40 years, for 40 years, there was tremendous light. So Toysus asks, what does it have to do with 40 years? The whole world is lit up by the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Toysus says, no, when Aaron went, Lefnaiv Lefnim, he didn't need light, but the Amor Anan would illuminate for them, like we just read them in the Braisam Lachas HaMishkan, that they could look into a barrel and know its contents through the light of the Anani HaKavod. In fact, interestingly, Reb Chaim Knievsky wrote a perush on Parakshira. And Parakshira gives you the song of the clouds. Anane kavod oimrim. What do Anane kavod say? It says, Afberi yatri yachav. We say the Afberi, even clear troubles, thick cloud, he spreads his rain clouds. Says Rucham Kiesk, what does this refer to? This could be explained based on the Bryce of Malachas HaMishkan, that when the Ananiya covered were in Klal Yisrael, they illuminated so much that you could see into a barrel. And that's what we say, Anan Oiroi. Why is it called Anan Oiroi? Because Ananiya covered were a source of great illumination. Ah, Boisai comes from Shal May Amsterdam. Quoted in the Tamiham and Hagim. Rav Shalom Yamsen was lifted in 1790. He corresponded with the Noid Behuda. The Chidah writes about him that I was, he was Zoycha to meet Rav Shalom Amsterdam. He was Zoycha to meet Mekabel Pnei Ashkina in the year 1778. And he was Zoycha to be Mizbasim from his Torah and from his humility. And says Rav Shalom Amsterdam. Then when Rashi says, Unasatem Oisa El Elazar Hakoyen. What does it mean, Elazar Roya? If Shechita is Kasha Bazar, why do you need Elazar to see? Why does it say Elazar Roya? Why does it say Elazar Oymed Al Gaboy? So he quotes from Shalmei Amsterdam, based on Tangyos and Menoziel, that you have to check it for the 18 Trefois, and the Mefarish says this comes to exclude the opinion that you can rely on Roiv and you don't need a Badika. And you leave the cow shalem. No, but according to this idea that the Anani Akavi gave off such powerful light that you were able to see what was inside the barrel and what was inside a jug, the Anan revealed its contents. You could say that by the Paraduma, it's not that you're relying on, it's not that the Tagamiyon son disagrees with the opinion. That Paraduma needs Tamima. 
No, you could still be Mekayim Tamima. I, why don't you rely on Raiv? You don't rely on Raiv because you're able to see the Mumim of the Paraduma through the Ananiya cover. In other words, it was like free ultrasound. It was a free uh, sonograph. So when it says Elazar Roya, it doesn't mean he was the Mashkiach. At the time of the Shechita, Elazar would look through the Ananiya Kovet and he could be Boydek, the Ananiya Kovet from the 18 Trefos. He was Mekayim, the Indian of checking, and he was also Mekayim, the Indian of Tamimos. By the way, comes the Arachayim HaKadosh in Parshas Emar. And the Arachayim HaKadosh says this explains an amazing connection between two episodes in the Chumash. In Parshas Emar, we have the mitzvah of the menorah, lighting the menorah. And right before the mitzvah of lighting the menorah, in the parsha of the Mayadim, is the mitzvah, the Yom Tif of Sukkot. Ki ba'asukoi soishavdei espenei Yisrael. Laman yedu doi roiseichem. Ki ba'asukoi soishavdei espenei Yisrael. Ba'itziyoi samir Mitzrayim. What's the connection between Sukkah and the menorah? The answer is, if the Torah would just write the parsha of the menorah, you might mistakenly say, you know why Hashem wants us to light a menorah in the Mesa Mikdash? Because Yavon Shem needs the light. Therefore, the, the Torah prefaces. First, there's the Yom Tifav Sukkot. Sukkot commemorates Anani HaKovet. The Anani HaKovet gave off a supernatural light. Through it, you could even see into a barrel. You could see through the walls. So there was no need for light in the Beis HaMikdash. Ah, oh, now that you know there's no need for light in the Beis HaMikdash, now the Torah could say there's a mitzvah to light the menorah, and you're not going to be mistaken to think that the reason to light the menorah is in order to give off light, in order to, um, to illuminate. Because they already had Anani HaKavit, so clearly the lighting of the menorah was just a sign for Hashem's special love for Klal Yisrael. By the way, comes the Meshachachma. And the Meshachachma and Parshas Yisrael on the Pasuk, Veshaftu es ha'am b'choles. Yisrael tells the people, tells Moshe, you'll judge the nation at all times. So Chazal learned from here that even though you're not a judge a court case at night, you could do the Gemar Din at night. Now, the Sma Paskins, that even though you don't judge at night, by if you have candlelight and electricity, you could judge a case at night. Ah, says the Meshachachma, since the 40 years in the desert, they didn't need light because the Anani HaKavit illuminated for them. So then the Pashib Shad in Veshaftu Esa'am B'chalais, you could judge the people at all times. Meaning, literally, you could literally in the Midbar judge at all times because through the light of the Anani HaKavit, they were able to judge at all times. Marv Rabbi perhaps this gives us a deeper connection and understanding between Aaron HaKoyin and the Anani HaKavit. Because the Anani HaKavit were not just supplying protection and cover and security. Yeah, we know they did give, they were the uh, operation... Uh, protect the protective wall. However, the Ananiya Kavid accomplished another task, and that is it provided great light. It made the light of the menorah unnecessary. It allowed you to see through walls. It allowed you to be boidek the paraduma for the 18 mumen. It, it is what determined night and day. When it was red, it was night. When it was white, it was day. 
So the Anani HaKovid was the great light of Klal Yisrael. What is the function and objective of light? The Gemara says in Shabbos, Andaf Chof Gimel, Amar Rava, Rava says it is obvious. If you have enough money to light a candle for Shabbos, or for Hanukkah, it is more important to, you, to light the Shabbos Lecht because of Shalom bias. In other words, the function of light, light creates peace. Rashi explains on the Pasuk that says, Vatiznach Mishalom Nafshi, that refers to Hadlokas Ner B'Shabbos. Because if you don't have light, people are very distressed. Now I don't know why they have in restaurants, you go there, and first they, they, uh, they milk you, you have to pay for every little food item, and one main course they want $50 for. And not only that, to add insult to injury, they turn off the lights so you can't even see it. Now the Gemara says, an ani is never satisfied. Why? Because a blind person, excuse me, is never satisfied. Because if you can't see, you can't, you're not full. Maybe that's why the restaurants turn off the light. Because no matter how much you eat, you're not satisfied and you'll order more. But it's torturous. Restaurants are torture chambers. Because you can't even eat, see the food that you're eating. I'd rather have a bowl of cereal with the lights on than whatever they serve over there with the lights off. There's no shalom. Rashi says in Masech the Shabbos, Chafheyo Mebez, that Hadlakas Ner B'Shabbos, the Makoim She'ein Ner in Shalom. Why? Because you bang your foot, you bang your knee, you, you hurt yourself. So the function of Or is Shalom. And we know Aaron HaKoyin, he was the Oyhev Shalom, for Oydev Shalom. Hillel V'Shamay Kibbalo Mehem Hillel Oymer, and therefore, perhaps, in the merit of Aaron, the Oyhev Shalom, the Roydev Shalom, Klaiso were given the great light, the majestic light of the Ananiya Kavad, which was, so to speak, the great peacemaker. Because when there is abundant light, there is abundant peace. Yoitzer Or, Oysa Shalom. Or and Shalom go hand in hand. We say every day in davening, Or Chada Shal Tzion Tayer, a new light should illuminate Tzion. What is that light referring to? What's going to happen? One day God's going to take a flashlight and shine it down on Tzion? What is this referring to? Says the Vilna Gain, this refers to, actually we're suggesting based on the Vilna Gain, this refers to the return of the Anani HaKavayt. God says to the Jewish people in the aftermath of the Chet Ho'egel, Vayoymer, Hine Koyres Behold, I will seal a covenant. Ratzaloymer, I am going to seal a covenant. I am going to make a treaty that can never be annulled. Because Chet could stop anything except for the fulfillment of a bris. And this is what it means. Neged kal amcha es and eflois asher loy nivru v'chal ha'aretz v'chal ha'gayim. Opposite, your whole nation, I will make wonders that were never created before. You know what was the greatest wonder God ever created? The residing of the Anan on the Mishkan and the Kavod that dwelt there. Like the Pasuk says, Asher ayin ba'ayin nira ata va'anoncha. Until 
all the nations of the world wondered. You know what really piqued the curiosity of the nations of the world? We say in Shashirim, Mizah in Hamidbar, Kisim Ashan. The nations of the world said, Who's going out of the desert like columns of smoke? Or like Sefer Shemais concludes, Ukvoid Hashem Male ki Anan Hashem al Hamishkan. In other words, the honor of God filled up. The cloud of God was on the Mishkan. That was the great wonder that Hashem resided on Kal Yisrael. And even though the Anan left and escorted us when we left Mitzrayim, but interestingly, says the Gra, it was not permanent, it was temporary. Ad Hayam until the sea. And even then, it was not La'ine Kal Yisrael. It was only for the prophets. But now God is making a covenant. Meaning when we left Egypt, we had an Anayakavad. Number one, it was temporary. Number two, it was not in, in the eyes of everyone. But now, This is the great wonder. Like the Umay said, when they saw that we have Anani Yaakovah, they said, Ein elu we must be God. And Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for this when he said, V'neflinu ani ve'amcha mikol ha'am. V'neflinu is Lashon Pela. And Hashem responded, Neged kol amcha esen aflois. Le'enei kol beis Yisrael. And that is what Moshe referred to when he said, Ah, kuma Hashem! Rise up Hashem and travel! That was a... A directive to the Anani covered that was the Shechina. Shuva Hashem, stop Hashem. And this is what it means. That it was all because of you.
You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.